Cosmetic Fam. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. Hey, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Roger Ross. And I'm Keith Fenson. So today we are we have another installation of our innovation series. Yes. yes. Today is called Get Out of Fail Free with none other than the most excellent Claudia Suhu. Yes. Get Out of Fail Free. Listeners, that was her um, idea. She said it. I am going to steal it, full transparency, but I think it's so wonderful. So talk to us about getting out of fail free, this whole idea around that. Yeah, absolutely. Before we start, thank you so much for having me today. I was honored to be asked. I've listened to your podcast, so I've been a number one fan. And the piece that I love most about it is that there are so many things that resonate with me. So, you know, it's relatable, it's inspiring, and always has an impact. There's some, I have a bunch of aha moments when I'm listening. So thank you for having me. Thank you. What I'm here to talk about today at the Merrimack Valley YMCA, we have started an Innovate for Impact program for our staff. And this really is about teaching the innovation process in a fun, competitive way. So it sort of takes the Shark Tank concept and brings it to our staff. Yeah. Love the Shark Tank. I love that. Because you know we got uh, Mr. Mark Cuban here in Dallas, though, right? You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a nod to him for sure. So we um, have a donor who donates $10,000 for the year. And then we put together a seven-week program. So in that program, we have a series of trainings that are open to all of our staff, whether you decide to apply for funding or not. So they go through a training on innovation, program design and budgeting, and then grant writing um, and for pitch making. So uh, we've brought in a number of different trainers for this. Um, The last time for our pitch presentation, we brought in Danielle Niles-Noise, who is a local meteorologist here in Boston, which was pretty cool. Uh, We also had the folks from YUSA do the presentation on innovation, and then we had some of our friends from Old Colony Y do the um, program design and budget presentations. So a wide range of training that help our staff develop what uh, ideas they have. And we talk about innovation um, in terms of large concepts. So, you know, inventing the iPhone is a large innovation, right? Mm -hmm. But we also talk about it as small shifts in what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed in um, your podcast is that almost all of them have some form of innovation. So when you were talking about hiring the other week, um, you know, the you could see that wise need to innovate and businesses need to innovate to hire staff right now in this time of our existence. Um, You know, Bob Bosley talked about um, how running the big 12 was, you know, during a pandemic was completely different. So all examples of innovation throughout your podcast, which was pretty cool. I love that. I love that. You know, I really do love this concept because I've heard before where uh, YMCA is kind of 
introduced this idea of let's let's make innovation a, a competition, so to speak, and people can come and they can pitch. But I haven't heard of people um, wrapping it around that seven week learning process. Right, and having right. done that in Dallas and being a part of the being a part of the pitch side and on the panel side, that's the game changer right there. Like really teaching folks how to pitch how to talk through their idea, how to, you know, get someone to see their vision. Because the reality is you can use that skill to get funding outside of the Y. Exactly. Like, and exactly. that was the piece that was missing. Mm-hmm. Write that down, Keith. We don't have that. Oh, no, no. It's, oh, oh, it's, it's in, That's I got, ingenious. I was thinking about a 17 series. Oh, I, I love bring it. Back. So during the pandemic, when we shut down, we went to this mode of we didn't have access to YUSA and we didn't have access to training. And so there's a lot of staff didn't have anything to do. So we created this idea behind 17, 17 minutes of, of learning. And so it's just kind of this quick and easy uh, type of getting these good nuggets of learning. And so I'm thinking about your seven week process. Um, and it, when you guys, so, cause people are going to be interested in this concept yes. through this seven weeks, uh, you talked about some of the things, how long are you, uh, are people getting together? And then what are the really heavy nuggets that people get out of this, even though they may not win? Or they may choose not to even apply because you said this open to all staff, whether they are presenting or, or pitching or not. It is. Yeah. And the first time around we did it, we actually included two other whys with us as well. Uh, the second time that we did it, it was during the pandemic. So everything went virtual. But after they go through the three consecutive weeks of the trainings that we also record. So if you can't make it, you can watch them. Um, they then have to write a, um, a grant. And they, we have a forum that is easy, and we really looked at the grant through the eyes of equity, um, empathy, learning, and sharing. So there is a grant that they have to fill out. Um, they have to put together a budget, and you know, some all staff are eligible for this. Whether you're on our executive team, if you're a frontline staff person, or anything in between, um, can participate. So some staff have a lot of experience in budgeting, right? And some don't. So the other piece that I offer is I offer individual coaching sessions. So I meet with the staff while they're writing their grants um, and also while they're working on their pitches. Excellent. I'm like this. I'm I'm sorry. We just added. We're supposed to be recording. I'm I'm like mentally, you know, I I got my mental notes going. So we we're about to uh we're about to uh uh, borrow this. Borrow. Yeah. Because the leaders, like it was fabulous, and then she added the coaching. That's like extra frosting on a piece of cake. Who doesn't love that? I mean, so when people listen to this, they gonna be like, oh man, I wish I I wish my association would do something like this. But everybody's not gonna move on that, and that's fine because all everybody's at different places but how how would they grab hold of some of this information for those mm. who are listening to this yeah so all of the information is on link um there's a everything is posted from my scoring rubric to um the grant application and the program night so once some um, the staff are and they can work individually or in groups. And so once their proposals and pitches are done, we have pitch nights. And those pitch nights are actually judged by our board members. So I have nothing to do with the money. So, you know, I, there's no favoritism or anything from my part whatsoever. Uh, the board members decide. And it was really this great way to also engage volunteers into this process. Yes. Um, so and what piece 
the one piece I heard about the innovation side is that you included other associations. Mm-hmm. So the other associations had the opportunity to win some of this money as well? So they had their own processes. We just did the trainings together. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it allowed you to think differently, right? I, I'm a firm believer if you bring an idea into a room with a bunch of people, it will leave the room as a better idea. Yes. So it allowed a lot of different perspectives. Um, and, you know, over the last two years, the participation we've seen has been all levels of staff, all different departments. You know, it hasn't just been childcare or just teen programs. Um, it really has been across the association. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best part is, you know, ideas win and lose, which, you know, that's a, that's a piece of this. Sometimes at the Y, every, it's always a tie at the Y. Well, in this case, it's not. But we have seen it. There are no times. Everyone is not a winner. Everybody gotcha. is not. Somebody's <laughs> leaving with ten thousand dollars. Somebody's not. No. <laughs> but what we have seen, though, is that some projects that win run for the pilot and then fizzle out. Whereas some projects that didn't win the money, we find other ways to fund it, and they continue into our you know, into our, the DNA of our why and their embedded culture, which has been pretty cool to see. So, you know, this is a really safe way for our staff to try new ideas because sometimes innovation can be scary because of failing, right? So hence the get out of fail free concept um, that is part of this project. And it, it really has been great for our staff um, who participate, not only do they work on the skill and innovation, right? But also the pitches. I think our staff are most nervous about the public speaking that they have to do around. Yes, I would agree. Right, and then so many other competencies um, that we really work on, um, you know, happen during this process. I love that. Get out of fail free. Because I was just thinking the folks who don't win, my inclination, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, so tell me what I could tweet. Tell me what what was the deciding factor. I'd go back and I would take that to someone else and and try to get that money. I love it. So you're helping them do the groundwork, not just for that 10,000, but for who knows what other pots of money could exist. And great answer that no, Keith, you cannot participate in their seven-week program and get their money for your idea in Dallas. Because oh, you, you, you know that's where he was going. Yeah, oh, I, you know, right? I, <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I, I bet you could fundraise a little bit in Dallas and do the same exact program. I think we could. Oh, we're about to find some money to do, to do we so. Could. So we, we did do a similar type of process, but the piece that I like about yours is uh, is truly that, hey, we're going to teach you how to be innovative. Yes. Um, and coach and so you. Yeah. Because even if you don't get the money, you still win because right. you got idea generation that is that is going on. And hopefully somebody still going to be forward thinking is like, OK, well, let, if if I can't get it here, let me see if I can get this money somewhere else. We all have annual campaigns that we run. We can pitch that to our, our board members or to somebody directly within our service area uh, to be able to, to get the idea, because I would imagine that most of the ideas probably have some type of legs to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just may not be the best one for this particular pitch. But you got now program directors still able to build on those ideas and, you know, hopefully moving forward. And just demystifying the process, right? I think so many people, they get overwhelmed and so, I mean, fearful of the process that they just like, okay, I'm not going to do any of it because I'm not going to be great. But just really taking the time, helping them learn, 
helping them build up the skill set, you know, helping, you know, change the narrative around failure. Mm -hmm. Um, We said it before in one of our innovation series, like the thing may have failed, but you're not a failure. So just go ahead and take the risk. You're resilient enough. You can bounce back. You'll you'll tweak it and try it again. We talked about on one of our podcasts, WD-40. There were 39 other iterations of that thing before they got to the WD-40. The only reason it's WD-40 is because of the the 39 39 other ones, right? I love that. We talked about that in the um, introduction session of the Innovate for Impact. We actually talk about all the famous people who may have failed early on or... Um, you know, and had to overcome that. So we put up a picture of Michael Jordan who got cut from his high school basketball team, right? We talk about J.K. Rowling and how the first time she brought a book, um, it didn't get published. And so we point these out because this is all part of the process, right? It's working, yeah. it's perseverance. Um, you know, it's re, re going back to the drawing board and rethinking different ways. Um, and innovation in this time frame that we're living right now is so critical for all of us to yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It is I I think and this is a Rodriguezism. I think it is the the single determining factor of the YMCA's relevance yep. moving forward. If we don't learn how to innovate and be relevant in the future um, and we keep sticking. I, I love, I, I'm a fan of traditions. I get it. But sometimes I know people weaponize traditions and use that as a reason to just stand still. But if we really want to be around for another hundred and some odd years, we got to wrap our heads back. We become reacquainted with this idea of innovation. Yeah. Uh, you, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about innovation. I'm thinking about, you know, technology, you know, our thing, we don't do technology well with the why, right? I mean, mm. um, but one of the things that we are beginning to enter into more is things around STEM. I think of uh, Dr. G here in, in Dallas and the work that she's doing in the community uh, with our seniors in particular. Uh, that's the part I shout out because, yes, our young people know this and, um, yes, you know, they're doing it, but our seniors need to be aware of this. And so she's brought in where our seniors are developing uh, robots and helping them to draw. Um, she's teaching them like, hey, this um, this phone here that you just talk on, look at all the amazing things that that can do um, as well. And um, I think about down in Houston, they have a makerspace bus that travels from mm-hmm. school to school and, you know, again, teaching our young people about about uh, about technology and robotics and things like that. And so innovation just has to be critical for our success. And technology is definitely a part of that, even though that may not be our traditional space that we've, we've yeah, been in. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we've seen in the past two years, t- tradition what? Tradition who? Same yeah. old what? <laughs> like, no. <Right. laughs> yeah, no longer can the answer be, we've always done it this way. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Although I do think that there are probably some grandkids that are really ugh about the fact that their their grandparents know what to do with a phone now. Like they're probably getting all kind of texts, well, FaceTime calls. And they're then like, they oh don't my respond gosh, grandma. back to you, like grandma, don't don't send me the, the grandma. I don't don't TikTok me. I'm not no grandma. It's not. I, I'm like my mother-in-law, who every time she sends me a text, she signs it ma. Ma, I know it's you. You're in contact in my phone. Like, you don't, it's not a letter, Ma. It's fine. <laughs> you have to sign it. You better stop talking about it. Oh, my gosh, Ma. If you're listening, Ma, stop, stop doing that. <laughs> I love that. I still get messages that if you hear this, pick up. 
Like, what? I can't hear it. I can't hear this. Oh. Y'all sound like y'all need to be on the commercial. <laughs> that is that commercial, right? I love that commercial when you're turning it to your parents. You have seven of the same shirts. <laughs> The piece, the, the best night of this whole um, of this whole program, Innovate for Impact, though, is actually the awards night. So mm. we've done it both virtually and in person. Um, and when we did it in person, it was March 9th of 2020. So it was right. It was the last event that we all went to before the world wow. shut down. Wow. Um, wow. Where we give out the plaques and we recognize everybody that participates. And then the winners get one of the big checks with the amount that they get. And um, the the judges, the board members who are judging, you know, they determine the amounts too. Uh, and one of the pieces that you have to work with, and this happens in grant funding, right? You don't get the full amount you ask for. And right. how do you modify your program yeah. to fit yeah. what you got? So it. it really, um, you know, it really is a fun program and a way to teach this competency, the skill set, and also, you know, and also get some new programming and new ideas. I love it. I love it. Well, family, cosmetic family, please go on wide link and check out Claudia Suhu. She gave y'all all the cheat codes. All of her stuff is right there. Rubrics and grant applications and score sheets or reach out to her directly. Um, I encourage you, please replicate this model. It, it is. It sounds like it's amazing. Associations that are listening to this right here. I know you got $10,000 somewhere. She just gave y'all the cheat codes. Somewhere. Everybody. Yeah, so you got $10,000 somewhere. Somewhere. To be able to start this right yes, here. indeed. So cosmetic family. The volunteers always ask for more money after they hear the pitches, though. But See? We, we get your volunteers involved. Yes. Well, cosmetic family, guys, you've been uh, listening today to this uh, series, innovation series from YUSA that we're doing. You can check this out uh, monthly. And thank you guys for listening to us here today on Cosmetic. Where we're tackling topics and telling the truth. Hey, subscribe and listen to us weekly. And don't be shy. Give us a five-star review. And as always, be dynamic. Be phenomenal. Be cosmetic. <laughs>